Hello, good evening. Welcome to 1.1 Song. This is the show where I chat to a different songwriter each week about um, one of their songs which they've just released or they're going to release very soon um, and a cover which they love or um, a cover which they just love playing by an artist that they love. And um, I hope, thank you for joining us today. Um, we've been off for a few weeks, but um, I hope you're enjoying the sunshine and the warm weather. Um, trying to stay cool here today is, is quite difficult, but... Um, we're here and the sun is still shining through the window, so there's a hint of summer. When we started this in February, it was very much um, a cold kind of uh, a cold kind of theme, but I feel like things are warming up now as stuff's getting going. And I can see we've got some people online already, so hello, welcome to you. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, Elliot Porter Music. Um, we're also live on Isolation Gigs which is our platform for podcasts and uh, live shows and um, live on Facebook as well. So um, yeah, press the like button, um, drop us your comments in the box and I will try and bring them up and answer them. I see we've got a comment already. Hello, that's my mum. Hello, mum. And we've got a few people on on board already, which is brilliant. So um, thank you. And if you're listening on audio... um, this podcast is going out live on Facebook and YouTube, but it goes out on audio on all your kind of favourite audio platforms, um, Spotify, um, Amazon iTunes, um, Anchor FM, about two days afterwards. So we'll probably be live um, out on Friday. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And um, I think it's time to introduce my guest today. So um, uh, very happy to have with me today someone who's... Uh, very active in the music scene and um, enjoying a really good period of um, success at the moment with some new music out Um, and someone who I've been aware of for a little while through the kind of general music scene, uh, various different gigs and radio shows and playlists Um, and uh, yeah, really love the style, really love the music. So please welcome um, singer-songwriter Roxanne DeBastian. Hey Roxanne, how you doing? Hi, by magic. (laughs) (laughs) there you are (laughs) hello how are you i'm good i'm good thank you yeah i'm um i'm I'm chilling here i'm cooling down a little bit um been out in the sun a little bit today and yesterday i was i was filming yesterday in london so it was uh oh nice it was very warm um Mm. but very nice to be nice to be out and able to do do things like that so um no it's it's all good and um how about yourself what 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 have you been up to a lot of stuff i think (laughs) Yeah, a lot of stuff. I suppose we'll talk about some of that today. Um, today, I've mostly been on Zooms and haven't had much chance to be in the sunshine. Mm. I'm really uh, grateful for everyone who's already tuned in and chosen us over the sunshine. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's great to see so many people um, on already because, I, yeah, I, I can imagine a lot of people will be sitting out in their gardens. Maybe they're watching in their gardens. I don't know. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Phones. <laughs> Forgot. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I always forget that as well. I think, oh, everyone's not going to be inside. But actually, they could watch us in the park. They could watch They could watch anywhere, I guess. So, um, yeah. Tell us um, where you're watching from. Yeah, actually, yeah. Comment. Comment <laughs> on there. And um, so, one pint, one song. I know you've got a pint glass. You've got probably some water in there or something. Yeah, brilliant. I do. <laughs> I hope that's not too much of a cop-out. Yeah, I, I try no, to make an effort with the pint glass. But... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Jeez. I... I I say to everyone, it's it's completely up to everyone what they drink. I've got um, I've got a cider in a pint glass because it's nice. It's very warm, so uh, cider seems to be seems to be the drink of choice at the moment. So yeah, so um, yeah, tell us um, 
so a little bit about your background. So I explained a little bit that I haven't actually met you in person um, yet. Um, hopefully will at some point come to a gig or probably see you on the, on the scene. Um, but I came across your music, I think, through um, a recommendation from Minnie Birch, who's a friend of, the, friend of the show, I should say, and also Martin Lumsden, who um, he might be watching actually tonight. But <laughs> I saw your music and listened to your music on one of his radio shows, I think. So um, tell us a bit oh. about where you're based and, and kind of your background and stuff. Sure. Well, firstly, yeah, likewise. So I think we were both kind of aware of each other, but we haven't really played at the same show yet. I haven't met yeah. in person. But those are two people I like very, very much. Yeah, Minnie Birch and Martin Lumsden. Martin's show is great. Um, so yeah, hello and shout out if either of them are tuned in. Yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter. I grew up in Berlin. Um, well, mostly in Berlin, a little bit of time in the West Midlands. Yep. Um, which is not a very common combination, I guess. <laughs> um, my dad was a musician, so I kind of grew up uh, with instruments around the house and lots of music around the house. So I was very lucky, always been into music, never, ever wanted to do anything else. And then after school, um, the school system's a bit different in Germany. So you finish, I, I suppose, your kind of A-level equivalent at 18. And yeah, after school, yeah. I moved, um, I decided to come over here to, to try this music thing. Yeah. Um, and here I am, like 10 years, no, like 12 years later now. Yeah, crazy. Wow. And, and <laughs> how, how do you find living in the UK and, and the music scene here? It's, it's, it's very vibrant normally, isn't it? Like obviously, probably not so much in the pandemic, but yeah. Well... Yeah, I don't really know any different because I did gig in Berlin, but and I'm sure, I mean, it must have changed since. Obviously, Berlin is fantastic for nightlife and for electronic music. For me, at the time, at the time when I started gigging as a teenager, it was really popular to sing in German again, mm, which mm. sort of goes in and out of vogue. Um, yeah. And I was a very stubborn teenager and not, I don't know, English is like my musical mother tongue, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, you know, that's how I can best express myself. So I wasn't really that interested in doing that at the time. So I was just dying to play for an English-speaking audience. And also I felt, I don't know, because I made the decision to not go to uni, um, much to my parents' dismay, I, <laughs> I, you know, I thought I had to go and do something. I couldn't just stay at home and make music. So, yeah, so I just decided to come here. I didn't know anyone in London when I got here. So it did, you know, just, yeah found a flat off Gumtree and yeah. started working in bars and pubs, which now looking back all sort of sounds really precarious, but <laughs> it was a you know very steep learning curve, but it worked out. So the music scene, sorry, this is a really long way of answering your question, but go for it. <laughs> what I love about the UK um, is that you can go into any tiny village, into any pub and there's live music and there are talented musicians. I think that's something that we take for granted here, but it is, it, it is true. You know, music is so, or every like accountant has a, a Fender Strat in their yeah. cupboard somewhere, yeah. you know, you know, everyone yeah. goes through that phase here. Um, so I love that. And I had no sense of geography when I got here. So I would say yes to any gig. I remember playing like a 20 minute set in Liverpool, got there on the mega bus and got wow. the night bus back to do my reception job in London the next morning so it was just this crazy crash course of 
playing as much as possible and yeah getting to know the country and I was culture shocked as well which is weird because I am I've, I've got dual citizenship mm. so my mum's a Berliner and my dad's English but having grown up in Berlin mostly yeah it was definitely a bit of a culture shock as well so yeah yeah still and learning <laughs> yeah absolutely and and I suppose the learning goes on on, on forever really and but yeah it's a, it's a really interesting story there because yeah it must be it must be hard when you come over and you and you, you know you go where, where am I going to gig um but the, I mean l- like you say luckily there is music in so many places and you know even like you say in, in local pubs there's like open mics and things and and people playing and um and I, I guess that's the way that most of us start as well I mean I, I kind of started around London as well just doing doing open mics and and, so you um, grew up in Hertfordshire? Yeah, Hertfordshire, yeah. So um grew up in Hertfordshire, so I've always been quite close to London. I spent a bit mm. of time up near Cambridge as well. So I played a lot in the Cambridge scene um, for a few years, um, which was really cool. Um, and I went to uni up there. But yeah, I, I started off really doing the, the London open mic scene. And, you know, like you say, just going <laughs> anywhere, anywhere in the UK and just playing. And, and, and I guess that's a good thing that there is always options to, to go and play. Um and you know, as we hope that that the the venues will be all open, all open in the next few months. So let's see. Um, yes, I hope they're all well and have survived. It's really nice to see. It was really nice to see venues reopen and mm. do social distance gigs. And yeah, it's been such a strange and tough time for everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it has. And um, you know, it's good to see. It's good to see kind of stuff happening again. Um, we've got a few comments, um, so I said I'll bring people's comments. We've got Les Spears says, I'm inside watching the old-fashioned way, which I guess <laughs> is on TV maybe? I don't know, yeah, on a, on a yeah, TV. Yeah, laptop or, TV inside. Yeah, laptop, yeah. so yeah, brilliant. Um, Mr. Sesh, is, he's, a, he's a friend of the show uh, with Jack and Jasmine at Duckling Lane. Okay, cool. I think that's quite near me, so um, that's cool. And Lucy's mm-hmm. here as well. So, yeah, welcome to everyone. If you've got questions for Roxanne, um, put them in the com- uh, the question box and I will bring them up. We'll probably do them near the end, but we might bring the odd one in here and there. So, um, you know, keep them coming in. Um, and we're here to kind of, kind of answer them. Um, and so presumably you, you kind of um, started making singles or did you go straight into an album or I did yeah (laughs) I went straight to an album which I now kind of pretend doesn't exist anymore oh Um, wow yeah well what did I do I well no I tell a lie I guess the first thing was an EP but that was really recorded them at home and sort of burnt them on CDs and handwritten so I sold them at gigs and I gigged and gigged and uh yeah wrote lots of songs until I had my sort of first bunch that I decided to record um and I actually went back to Berlin to record it there so then yeah it was just all very DIY sort of Mm. self-funded did that first album and then did more gigging um and I didn't really I didn't really start releasing singles until way later just because it's such a, I don't know about you, but there's no like handbook on how to sort of be a musician. And absolutely, it, it yeah. was just re, it took such a long time to 
sort of connect with other musicians and sort of the industry side of things and to learn like how you're supposed to do things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I did first. Yeah, sort of just hand handwritten, self-printed CDs. And then that first album called The Real Thing. Um, and then... Oh yeah, then I I did one EP with Ben Walker. I don't. Oh, know. Ben Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I enjoyed that very much, and then finally, so sort of, I feel like that EP was the first proper recording that I did. Mm. Um, and then in 2017, I released uh, an album called Aliens and Hearsay, uh, and again, that was sort of I felt. I felt like that's when I really started making the kind of music sonically that I wanted to make. Yeah. Because yeah. again, maybe you can relate to this, but as a, as a sort of solo artist, there are so many different avenues you can go down musically. And I always hear things in my head and I'm mm. not a classically trained artist. So it can be quite overwhelming to try and actually capture that sound you hear in your head mm. and try and yeah, capture it. Yeah, no, I, I, I <laughs> really complete, long-winded way of answering again. I completely, yeah, I completely get that, and um, yeah, I also feel like when you first start out, I remember when I first started out, I was so eager to to get some songs down and recorded, and I did. I don't think I really knew my sound. I just kind of went with what kind of came out, and I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I didn't really know how to do it, you know. And then then you meet better producers, and you meet people that exactly. Can, push you in the right direction and um yeah been very lucky myself yeah had some great producers who have helped me with my sound and um yeah I feel like it's a few years later down the line when you actually find that sound that you that you want to make um and 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 you kind of get happy with it and and how would you describe your sound because I I've got like this kind of indie but there's rock kind of elements in it as well um that I've picked out and yeah, it's yeah. so you mentioned so you asked me about this before we went live mm. and I was very happy about that. <laughs> and it's just really it's really interesting because um I think as soon as you pick up an acoustic guitar, especially if you're a woman, people assume mm. and label you as a folk artist. Yeah. So for the longest time I was kind of a fake folk artist. Um getting booked for all these like not the proper folk clubs, but yeah, all those sort of acoustic nights and yeah, people just assume yeah. that that's the kind of music I made. And then I'd play like a two minute sort of punk song on the acoustic guitar <laughs> and that really confused everyone. Um, yeah. So on this new record, so I just, I just recorded an album with Bernard Butler, mm. which is definitely why it sounds a bit more like Rocky as well. That's really um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I finally found a Rickenbacker secondhand uh, which I've been looking for for years and years. Yeah. Um, so it's just to do with resources. Well, you know, I could only afford an acoustic guitar and that's how I could travel. So that yep. dictated the sound. And that's not a bad thing. I love the acoustic guitar. Mm. And I do love a lot of folk music. So I'm not sort of distancing myself from that. But it really was just a a means to an end and the only way to, to make music um, at the time. So what is my sound? I, it's always about the actual lyrics and the song for me. And then yeah. the sound, I'm a huge fan of 1960s music. So yeah. anything, you know, anything that George Martin would do in a studio, I'm really into like backwards guitars or nice string arrangements. 
yeah, a little bit of psychedelia in with a very traditional sort of singer-songwriter thing. <laughs> I think yeah. that's me. I, I love that. I mean, I'm a massive fan of 60s. I, I was brought up with a lot of 60s music ringing in my ears. And mm-hmm. um, and we will chat about um, a, a, a quite a big band from the 60s later on when, when we talk about your cover. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. And, and how, did, how did you get to work with Bernard Butler? Because that's a that's an interesting story in itself, I imagine. Yeah, well, I just cold emailed him. And sometimes that works. Yeah. So I was, I'm, I'm not a big suede fan, if that's allowed <laughs> to say, but um, I'm a big fan of his production work. And someone just mentioned, someone I know just said, oh, like, by the by, you know, you should, you should work with Bernard Butler. And I thought, yeah, that would be, that would be amazing. Mm. So I just looked him up and emailed the info app, Bernard Butler or whatever it is. Um, and you know, introduced myself, and he got back and said uh, something along the lines of, "Oh, I'm intrigued. Send me some demos. The rougher, the better." Which was yeah. reassuring because that's all I can do—rough demos. <laughs> yeah. So, so I sent him some rough demos. Molecules actually being one of them. Mm. And then it just went really quickly. We met up at Bar Italia in Soho for another Britpop reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was just really easy. I found out later on that he'd kind of already made his mind up that he wanted to work on the project, but obviously I didn't know that at the time. So cool. when we met, he was just like, yeah, you should come around and we should sort of start recording and see what happens. And yeah, so just that's, that's my advice to any musicians, just send out mm. all those cold emails because a lot of the times you don't get anything back, but sometimes you do, and then it's always yeah. worth it. And when you do, look look what can happen, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really good advice. So we've just got a couple of comments I'm just going to bring up before we sure. before we talk about molecules in particular. Um, I'm not quite sure I'd say this, but I'm also inside watching the regular way. It's cloudy here, Paul Hayward under a pseudonym. Ah, sorry to hear it's cloudy, Paul. Um, yeah, it's a little bit a little bit cloudier now than it was, but um, I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's going to be hot again tomorrow. And then we've got. Les has a specific question. We might as well ask this. Uh, Roxanne, will there be any further gigs to be announced for this year other than the festival spot already confirmed? Yes. Big fat yes, Les. <laughs> so the, at the moment, um, confirmed is the uh, Victorious Festival. Yeah, I'm that's excited cool. about. Yeah. And um, a London show at Moth Club. Uh, in October and that would be nice because I did a live stream from there last year with no audience so (laughs) you know it would just be a really nice sort of celebration moment to be there with people Um, and yes I'm very very excited to say that there will be more shows announced but I'm afraid that's all for now in in all in good time yeah no that's that's really cool I yeah I've 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 never been to Victoria's Festival I've heard very good things about it and it looks really cool um and how did you how did you find the the live streaming from the from the venue like when there was no one there because I was talking to someone about this the other day and we were we were trying to work out whether we think in the future venues are going to maybe do a hybrid thing of maybe live streaming yeah. but having audience in there as well and I wonder what it was like when there was no because I saw a few like artists doing the streams from venues when there was no crowd mm. there I imagine it was kind of a bit odd but it was so quite... weird yeah <laughs> it was really weird. so I did a lot of live streaming I, mm. I did a whole sort of live stream tour right from this corner oh, but wow. the the moth club show um 
it was so good to be on a stage again and to be amplified you know just yeah. that feeling of like singing into a microphone and they even had like a smoke, like a smoke machine so like there was a bit <laughs> of atmosphere there but there was something really eerie and terrifying about trying to put on a show but not having anyone mm. in front of you so it, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhat so there's like cognitive dissonance going on there we did yeah. have we had like two people in the room so <laughs> i just asked them to clap really loudly um it was odd because it's just impossible to perform when there's no audience yeah yeah but i've really enjoyed live streaming and then it was just really weird so we pre-recorded that live show and then sort of streamed it as a pay-per-view right, so yeah. i was sitting it was really weird to be sitting <laughs> there watching my show and like being in the comments as if it was live yeah oh wow. yeah, yeah and that was yeah. like a no that was weirdly nerve-wracking within itself <laughs> mm, yeah um, yeah but i have to say i mean les was there actually and i think paul hayward might have been there too cool it cool. felt so nice like it really felt like we were in the same space even though it was a virtual space yeah I, like i really felt the love and everyone was like typing lyrics along or like clapping and doing the heart emojis and wow so that bit was really nice yeah, trying to perform for an empty room is weird. Yeah. Can't wait for people. Absolutely, yeah. I, I was speaking to someone about this the other day as well, and it's like, it's just that feeling of, of being in a room with people again. Like, it's going to be amazing, that energy coming back. Whereas, you know, yeah. we, we've all done so many live streams, and, and you do get the energy coming back through the comments, like you say, and um, when you're doing them. But, yeah, just to have that, oh, that sound of a room, I think, is going to be amazing, so... Are you a bit nervous about it, though? Because I am. Like, little, I feel like I've forgotten how to do it. <laughs> a, a, li a little bit, I am, yeah. Because I, I have played a couple of gigs, but they've all been outside. And I haven't right. played on a stage in a venue for... I can't even tell you when. I don't... It must have been 2019, maybe. Or two, early 2020. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's going to be strange. It is Because... I'm so used to seeing comments as well, you know, <laughs> at the side of my screen yeah. and, and just kind of talking to the screen. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And, um, but overall, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's obviously a, uh, it's obviously a big, a big step forward for, for the industry. And um, yes, I, I, I do feel like streaming's going to continue. Um in, in certain ways and, and it's amazing that you've done kind of a streaming tour as well that's that's cool well I did that really on in the first lockdown and I kind mm. of scrambled to get it all together because I had the idea and I was convinced that everyone else was going to do it yeah so I just wanted to get there first and then nobody else did it <laughs> and no, no. Uh, I so that's where I met Les on that tour so we haven't actually met but I think I think it was my Manchester show <laughs> that, that <Les> came <laughs> um yeah, I just sort of teamed up with promoters that I knew or venues that I knew and essentially just did like a social media takeover. So I performed on their pages every yeah. night and treated yeah. it as much as a tour as possible. So, because you had the same like weird eating times, you know, yeah. so like little things were the same. Yeah. Because um, I was, I just released a single and I was, I really wanted to just keep going, but I, I just, it was, I wasn't sure how to, how do you release a single and find a new audience if you're not gigging? Yeah. So that was kind of me trying to find an answer to that question. 
No, it's it's, it's a really cool idea. Yeah, I did a few takeover things myself, and yeah, and, and, and it is quite cool because you can find mm. new audience that you you know you might you might start chatting to more people actually because you you're in the they're in the comments. Whereas if you even in gigs you might not you might not chat to them and or or, or meet them. So yeah, yeah, it's quite a cool thing. Um, we've got a comment here from, um, I think this is Paul Hayward again. Yes, the online streaming was great and we all sing along in voice and text, but no substitute for a real in-person gig. Well, there you go. We agree, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a question for you down there, but I think we'll do that after we play uh, the, the single because it might make more sense um, after, we've, <laughs> after we've heard. So um, Molecules, yeah, so I... Um, I came across Molecules about about two weeks ago, I think, um, when I was kind of starting to listen to to a bit more of your music, and um, it's really cool. Um, I watched the video a few times, and I really like that kind of Rick and Backer. And we spoke before, didn't we? Like, it's a little bit. There's a bit of a Bond element to it. I think <laughs> the the video is quite. It's very visual, visually kind of impressive. I would say, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I, I was saying that like my twelve-year-old self will be pleased. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't planned that Bond reference, but yeah, when I was little, I used to play like GoldenEye on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Nintendo or whatever it was. No, Nintendo yeah. sixty-four. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that that was an accident, but yeah, um, I love the video. I did that together with Graham Maguire, who's done like yeah most of most of my music videos. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool and. We might chat a bit about the lyrics after we've after we've mm-hmm. heard it. That I mean, I I I knew I knew you working with Bernard Butler, um, and the production. I, it's one thing I wrote down. The production is amazing. Like it sounds brilliant. And one thing I really love is like, it, it, it's it's probably a signature of that kind of music. But like guitars and strings as well. Like yeah, together. Like I just think it works so well. Um, it's something that I really love in, in, in sound. And, and is there maybe <laughs> some synths in there as well somewhere in, along the line, probably? Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a tiny synth line. Um, yeah. You're right, that is kind of a staple of his production work as well. Mm, um, mm. That really lush sort of string arrangements. I love the strings on that track. I love how like weird yeah. they are. Yeah, um, yeah. But the interesting thing about that track, well, I think, um, it sounds really big. But so the drums or the percussion is just us like stomping on the floor oh, wow. and clapping. And we just built that up. Oh, wow. I love stuff like that because <laughs> it, it, it's stuff that you would never know unless you've actually spoken to the, to the people that made it. And, yeah. Uh, and that was really fun. It was felt a bit like sort of Joe Meek, sort of ex, yeah, experimental. We recorded it all in his house as well. So it was like a really comfortable setting. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just stomping and clapping and lots of guitars <laughs> yeah i mean the guitars sound great and yeah and, and I, I love that kind of production i love his production so it's brilliant so let's yeah let's hear it so we're for anyone listening on audio um you'll be able to hear it for anyone watching on facebook and youtube you'll be able to see the video and we will kind of uh we will kind of mute ourselves and sit in the background while we listen and um like i say, if anyone's got any questions um for roxanne we can answer them after we've heard molecules.
You can shout at molecules and see them react. That might be God, they might have mislabeled that. Rip out a flower and watch it grow back. That might be God, they might have mislabeled that. Hum and tune and watch concrete crack. That might be God, they might have mislabeled that. You can shout at molecules and see them react. That might be God, they might have mislabeled that. You can internalize opinion and call it fact As if it's gospel, you might have mislabeled that Smash it to pieces with a baseball bat Thinking you're God, you might have mislabeled that Glue it together and call it intact And sell it on, you will have mislabeled that Internalize opinion and call it fact As if it's gospel That was really cool. <laughs> that was really cool. I've, it's the first time I listened to it in my headphones as well. So it, it, it got it a bit really, loud, didn't it? <laughs> it was really pumping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and 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 when you told me about the stomping thing as well, like I was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Um, I can imagine like putting it on in my car and kind of um, yeah, just listening to it really loud. <laughs> it has just been put on a road trip playlist. So there you oh, go. Oh, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool um so yeah i mean the, the production's amazing on there and it's out now isn't it i think yeah. yeah so it came out two weeks ago cool um and is out now on all the usual suspects amazing and am i right in saying that you i think it's something i saw it got played on bbc london was it i think yeah, it got played yeah. on Gary Crowley's show on BBC London on Saturday. It got its awesome. first spin on BBC Six, which is really nice, and Chris Hawkins' yeah. show. Uh, yeah. That's so, that's awesome, yeah. Trying and, to um, get it out there. 
it's really doing well. And Claire says, well, that was amazing, Roxanne. I oh, it thank you much. so much, Claire. Um, and you, Artists of the Week at Richer, Richer, Richer Sounds and as well? Richer yeah, and yeah. Signed, so yeah. Richer Sounds have this thing called Richer and Signed. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was very nice. And that's actually, so it's their, like, road trip Spotify playlist that it's on. Um, awesome. So, yeah. So I don't actually know, like, they might be playing it in the shops. I don't, I've got no idea. But anyway, yeah. it was very, very nice. Very nice. I, I went to one of their events once a, uh -huh. a long while ago. But, yeah, they have really cool, like, showcase events. I don't know if they still do them. But, oh, cool. I hope, well, obviously, probably not at the moment. But, yeah, they, um, they always seem to really support new music, which I really love. So, yeah um really really cool uh les says some ah uh, yeah i didn't think about this but I, I i get that some jesus and mary change screaming feedback in there such a great <laughs> song it builds from an already incredible start into hyper level sound oh thank you great. yeah it's, it was exciting to finally make something really loud yeah you know i think for a long time again with the acoustic guitar i haven't really had that opportunity so yeah it's fun fun to be loud yeah, and I and, and I'm noticed about the kind of like you say the the weird guitar sounds in the background as well, like the kind of I don't know how you did it, but it's, that that sounded really cool as well. Well, that was Bernard, and I did yeah. film that, but I never asked him for permission, so I don't know if I can share it. Oh, okay, you're <laughs> but, right. But yeah, yeah, he was. It was the most fun thing to watch, just him in the control room, like doing all sorts of like weird yeah. stuff on top. Yeah, on top of the riff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds good. Sounds great, and um... and I, I should probably just say that it's so it's the opening track of this new album, and the new album is available for pre-order now, which is quite exciting. So, cool. Anybody would like to know more? Um, go to my Bandcamp. Yeah, Ama amazing. And what's what's the new album going to be called? It's called "You and Me, We Are the Same." Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. So it's dedicated to my dad, but also just is a little bit of a statement about well we live in a very divisive world so it's just nice yeah. to nice to focus on the commonalities of yeah. which you know we all have more in common than stuff that divides us so. wholeheartedly agree <laughs> and 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 it is a very a very common theme of of, of the world well you know the narrative in the world that's going on is is that kind of division and and do, do the lyrics in this song touch on a few of those kind of things i'm not sure but um I picked out a few lyrics which I really liked. I think there was one which is internalize opinion and call it fact, which seems very much relevant yeah. to, the, to the kind of world we're living in. Is that was that the kind of thing you you were going for? Oh yeah, for sure, mm. Ariel. Thank you for like listening so intently and picking that out. Yes, absolutely. I had certain politicians in mind when I wrote that, but yeah. the Emperor's Clothes was always my favourite story as a child. Mm. Um, you know, it takes that one person to just point and say but but he's naked he's not wearing yeah. anything so yeah. i see that as sort of this like musicians or like artist's job to to do that point out when someone says he's wearing the finest of robes but actually he's just standing there naked so yeah. um and i mean what a couple of years you know it's been it's just been we've all been sat at home aghast watching news and so much weird stuff has happened it's not my most eloquent moment there but like <laughs> weird stuff weird stuff has happened so that's what i was trying to write about yeah it's 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 true and and i've i've definitely observed that there's a lot more musicians talking about um social issues and and the stuff that's going on because i mean yeah like you say how can we ignore it 
because it's it's yeah. right there on our in front of us and it's happening and it's you know we've had to see it on our tv screens and in in our media and 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 facebook threads and things so yeah um i think it's natural that that kind of thing's going to come out in the next you know in the next year or so i think yeah yeah and we have nowhere else to go we've got nothing else going on so that's yeah like, that's it, what we've all been doing <laughs> exactly and and the idea that um there's another lyric well the kind of hook like line i think that mm -hmm. that might be god they might have mislabeled that i thought it was yeah. really cool as well and um tell us a bit about that if, if you can yeah. sure yeah so this was an odd song for me because i don't usually write the lyrics first but right, this one yeah. i just wrote them all down basic i get a lot of inspiration from watching like documentaries and mm. interviews i was just watching something i was watching a documentary on youtube and i just heard someone say almost exactly that as in that mm. that molecules react to noise and you can see them react and yeah. that just you know just blew my mind and then i wrote down that one line and then immediately just kind of wrote all of it so i was really fascinated by the idea that there is such a thing as like divinity yeah. that maybe it's not sort of this external thing out there but it's sort of on that molecular level and mm. just fascinated by very like I was very bad at sciences at school was terrible at maths but always really interested in the concepts of like higher mathematics and mm -hmm. always really interested in pattern I suppose so oh this is gonna make me sound quite hippie-ish but you know just little things like there are eight notes in a scale and there are eight mm. electrons in a in a proton thing and eight planets in the universe and you know just like little things like i think as songwriters we always kind of look for patterns and connections where other people yeah. might like not look for them i think absolutely yeah i feel like we we pick at the threads and we find we find those little areas in between you know where, where people might not see and um yeah and I, I do quite like i love the idea that yeah just because something's kind of labeled as something doesn't maybe doesn't mean that it is kind of thing you know um you know yeah i mean our history is full of mislabeling <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and we once thought the earth was fat and there are a lot of people now that think that again <laughs> think yeah exactly yeah you've got yeah. you've got the flat earth society now kind of ri <laughs> rising up again so yeah um no i i thought i thought it was like it had it's got so many layers that song and yeah i'm, I'm really glad I'm really glad that I could get you on to kind of unpick some of the lyrics. I'm sure we could sit here all day and talk about many of many of the other lyrics as well, but um, we we, sh we should probably talk about some other stuff as well. Um, sure. But yeah, I really love that track and hope it does really well, and I'm sure it Thank will. Thank you so much. Um, and we've got a question here. Um, Claire says, whose music has influenced you the most, Roxanne? That's quite a good question there, yeah. So It is also a very easy question. Usually, I'm only sort of within arm's reach of Beatles merch. Ah, um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I watched Yellow Submarine when I was very little, when I was four. I don't remember this, but my mum tells me. And I just, um, I just fell in love with the music and watched it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I still, it's still my favorite band. So my music taste hasn't changed, but I think Beatles kind of almost covers every genre. And there are so many different musical styles and there's so much to explore. So that's, yeah, that's definitely the band that's influenced me most. 
um, I mean, I already mentioned like George Martin's production earlier. And then they all have their, sorry, I could go on about this for a really long time. That's, <laughs> but, that's uh, fine. <laughs> so I loved, I always really loved John Lennon's sort of hard honesty in yeah. songs. Yeah. And he always manages to find such a perfect sort of distilled, very simple way to express something very big. Mm, sorry, I'm absolutely. getting ahead in our interview now. <laughs> but um the older I get, the more I appreciate Paul McCartney's uh, songwriting as well. I don't know why that mm. has to do with age, but because um, I, I suppose I used to find some of it a little bit cringy, but I really, he's just such a master of melody. And yeah. also he's got such an underestimated rock and roll voice. Like his voice is incredible. He really has on, on stuff like Helter Skelter and um, yeah. like, I I hear his voice and I'm like, wow, it's amazing. It is an amazing voice. And yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and then I should probably say, like, I was huge, hugely influenced by Alanis Morissette when I was little. Cool. Yeah. She, um, yeah, was, I felt like I, I feel like I have a lot of vocabulary from her. Um, and just, she, I've never had, like, vocal lessons, but I feel like she was, like, my vocal coach, just trying to sing her songs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah, White Stripes. So just definite nod to White Stripes in that Molecules music video as well. And I love Regina Spector and... Oh, Regina Spector, yeah, she's amazing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hugely influenced by her. I just Man, love yeah. how free she is in songwriting. She just, if she wants to make dolphin noises in the middle of a song, that's what <laughs> yeah. she does, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, well, we, we definitely share a, a love of the Beatles because, yeah, I <laughs> I always say that they're still my number one. Like, they'll, like you say, Why I don't wouldn't think... Why exactly, yeah. only sensible choice. <laughs> exactly, and, and they have, like, like you say, they've got something for everyone. They've got... You know, you've if they've got your rock and roll, your kind of ballads, you've got psychedelic stuff, you've got you've got everything you could want in a band, really. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I'm a, I'm a massive Beatles fan, and um, and yeah, Alanis Morissette and Regina Spector. Yeah, I really love Regina Spector because I I play piano basically, and and her stuff's predominantly piano, and and ah, oh, it's just it's just awesome, awesome music. Yeah, I absolutely love how she combines because she's so classically trained, she's an amazing mm. pianist, but how she combines that, those classical elements with, yeah, really wacky sort of folk pop is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it, it is It is amazing. And um, yeah, I, I'm probably going to go and listen to her music after this, I think, again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do, do you like Bat for Lashes at all? Like, I can yes. hear some Bat for Lashes in there as well. Maybe. Yeah, I really do. I have to say I'm not like overly familiar, but... I mean, that song, Laura, like gets mm. me every time. That's beautiful. beautiful. song. And yeah, everything I've heard, I've really liked. So I should explore more. That was one of my highlights, I think, of um, my live streaming because I, I, I kind of did one every week and I got like a little kind of um, group of people that were watching and people started requesting songs and someone requested Laura by Bat for Lashes. <laughs> and so I, I learned it and I was like, this is such an amazing song. I loved singing it. It was like so emotive oh, and love um, to hear that yeah I, I actually should probably do because I, I started doing loads of like videos in lockdown you know um kind of lockdown videos where I just pick a song and do a video but I haven't done one for for a while so maybe yeah, I should do that I request actually. that one. Be... Oh, okay yeah <laughs> when it's requested I have to do it so yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll definitely <laughs> I'll definitely do that one I think um so yeah so um we 
probably will go into a little bit of the questions that I ask um, everyone um, in a minute. But there's one quick, there's one thing that I wanted to ask you about um, because I I came across um, these guys when I was in Midem uh, Festival in Cannes a couple of years ago. I think the last one they did before uh, before the pandemic, probably probably 2019, um, and the Featured Artist Coalition. So. That people watching may not be aware of what, of what that is. Could could you give us like a very brief like idea of what it is and what you do with it? Because I think it's really interesting that you're an artist and you're you're helping other artists as well. Yes, I love the FAC. So that's Featured Artists Coalition. It's basically the trade body in the UK that represents artists' rights. Mm. It's a not-for-profit organisation and it's made up entirely of artists. So I'm a I'm a um, I'm on the board. Um, and I often joke and it's changing now, but like for, for the longest time, I could always say like, I'm the token non-famous person on the board. <laughs> Cause I think you met, um, Dave Roundtree, uh, from I Blur. Did. Yeah. Really nice. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> he is like, he's a drummer. He's a politician. Mm. He flies a helicopter. Like he, no human should be able to do all those things well, but he, but he yeah. does. So, um, that's Dave Roundtree. And then like Ed O'Brien from Radiohead and Imogen Heap, who am I? love so much um i love her, her work so but basically they represent artist rights and fight for artist rights um lobbying government together with other organizations uh lots to do now with brexit and other fun things that we won't go into mm -hmm. but more than that i host educational events for them and they're all just like peer-to-peer -peer learning and that i absolutely love that because for me you know, it can be a really lonely endeavor being like a musician and a singer-songwriter in particular. Yeah. And when I look back, for me, naturally, like every time I got a little bit of a break, whether that was, rec you know, recommending a really good gig or a great promoter or anything like that, it was always another musician who, you know, said, oh, you should play here or, you know, just musicians helping out musicians. So mm. I think the more we do that, the better so it's nice that this exists on a sort of more organized scale now um yeah so yeah. i could go on for much longer about that but, <laughs> uh, yeah it's so it's educational events and it's just just a community for artists because you know historically we've all kind of been pitted against one another in this very yeah. weird industry yeah but we're not you know we're not in competition most of the time hardly ever actually yeah it's Actually, not like yeah. someone's not going to buy your album because they've bought mine or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's really, really useful for artists to share um, information. Like yeah. what, what does your contract say? Or, you know, yeah. how much did you get paid for that gig? Because only if we do that can sort of things get, get better like, for everyone. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I think that's a massively important thing that they're doing and, and great work. And I was very very impressed by what I heard when I when I when I listened to Dave and, and a few other people that that were on the on the panel I can't remember who the others were but yeah it was um it was really interesting stuff and and you're right because in fact if I look back all all the things that I've done have normally been through through another musician or a producer or someone that you know wants to help help me out and um yeah that the, the, there's absolutely no reason why we can't all help each other out yeah, um, and and that's what I like doing. That's why I like doing these podcasts and collaborating with people, and you know, working with people because you know, yeah, we're all we all love music and we yeah. all do well. So yeah, 
why why can't we so yeah exactly i mean this podcast is a good example you know it's mm. mini birch recommended recommended yeah. me which is lovely and now i get to meet you and chat with you and yeah, yeah. that's just how it goes so exactly exactly and um no and we're very glad you came on because <laughs> it's uh, it's been really fascinating kind of listening to to the story behind your music so we've got a few i've got a few questions that i i ask every week and people that watch this podcast will be used to these um so they're kind of like yeah they're quite a kind of quick questions but where where was molecules written or, or where was your album written and and do you have like a favorite writing place in your house or in a coffee shop or in a studio or <laughs> well molecules was written in my old flat which is actually just 10 minutes down the road from this one uh in my bedroom um do i have a favorite place no i mean this room right na- right here this is where i do songwriting mm. sometimes in the living room when i'm on my own but that obviously hasn't happened in like what 14 months <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so i have no pref the only thing is i love i i need sort of peace and quiet when mm. i'm writing which is really difficult in london yeah because you know you're always overlooked or overheard by someone so I need to work on, I need to work on that. <laughs> um, and the album, oh, the album was written most, yeah, so partly in London and partly in Berlin because I was mm. going back and forth a lot because mm. all the songs were practically written in the time when my dad was was um, very ill. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's why the album's dedicated to him as well. So it was, yeah. it was, it was a very strange time. And yeah, so the album was written part, yeah, part in London and part in Berlin. Oh, wow. That's, that's, I mean, that's a cool thing as well. And, and Berlin obviously is a, a very famous musical city as well. So yeah, um, with, with so many kind of um, cool, cool artists um, that, have, that have gone and lived there or, or been there or come from there. Um, and do you, are you an evening writer or are you one of these people that gets up at nine o'clock in the morning and writes? <laughs> I kind of wish I was but no, <laughs> yeah. de- definitely an evening writer definitely yeah. but like having said that every now and then when I do do that like morning coffee and then mm. make music I, I love it but for some reason I just never it just never happens there are too many distractions there's always I, an email to write or the phone yeah. and just not very disciplined I, I yeah I, I i can i can say that the same about myself yeah i think i could count on one hand the amount of times i've written in the morning um yeah. whereas in the evening it, i think my brain needs to kind of dissect all that's going on in the day and you know and get yeah. to the evening and then then it kind of relaxes a bit and then stuff comes out i think whereas totally it's like in sort the of morning <laughs> settles like in yeah yeah once everything definitely. else has died down that's it yeah the dust settles and then then kind of you relax a bit and yeah maybe some songs come out or or at least maybe a few lyrics or something so um but yeah the mornings have never been my my kind of favorite writing thing um and i mean we can't really answer this question but because we haven't been doing gigs but maybe we can do it for live streams so i always ask people like did did the song change when you when you first had it so let's talk about molecules particularly did it change from like when you were maybe like playing it live or on live streams to then when you went in the studio has it evolved and completely changed or is it is it still how you kind of thought it would be um i did get to play molecules quite a bit before lockdown 
as well. So the whole album was recorded just before lockdown. Um, So that riff was like written by a guitarist I play with a lot. So it's been, I've had a few full band shows that I got to play that song with and it's been really fun. It's just, I feel the energy of that song. But then in the studio, you know, it's had this whole extra layer of strings and stomping and so yeah, it is odd to have songs out that haven't really had that playground practice run of being on yeah. a tour yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what it's that's gonna like. Be, it's gonna be interesting. And and in fact that's what a lot of people have said. It I feel like I'm putting songs out that I'm not sure how they're gonna be received because i've never really played them live so yeah. isn't that weird though I, it, yeah. and it's so hard to put your finger on what it is but i suppose mm. some songs just sort of fall down in front of an audience and others sort of really grow it's yeah. a weird thing <laughs> yeah it is and sometimes the songs you think yeah oh the audience is going to love this and maybe they don't not like it but they it doesn't kind of it doesn't roll. do what you think it would do yeah, yeah it doesn't do what you think it's gonna do and then Maybe a song that you're playing on tour or something that you think, oh, yeah, it's a, a good song, but I didn't think people would go for it. And then they really do. So yeah. yeah. Or I suppose the song is never really fully finished until it's like road worn. Yeah. Right? Because even just little things like, oh, no, the inflection in that third verse has to really go up there to yeah. like, yeah, mm. make the most of it. So you just don't know those things until you've got a crowd in front of you. Absolutely, and sometimes I've I've been playing songs and I've been like, oh, they need another section or, or yeah. something needs to happen at that point in the song, and I've learned that from from playing it live because you you kind of play it over and over and then you feel it, don't you? And you go, oh, maybe we can change this. And but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to put music <laughs> out which which has never really been been road tested, but in a way, it's quite exciting as well. Um. So, yeah, I think I've got one more question here. Um, I think somewhere around here. Um, oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So if you could co-write with anyone in the world, um, who who would it be? We'll say, we'll say living because yeah. it makes it feasible, you know. <laughs> well, like, I'm going to have to say Paul McCartney, and I know this is, like, really predictable cool. and very boring, but... I have lots of friends in Liverpool and it's really annoying that they all like they they go to Lipper and then they get to do like not all of them but so many yeah. of them have like got to do a songwriting session with him like oh, only wow. the other day a mate of mine she got to do like a songwriting session via Zoom with Paul McCartney oh wow and that blows my mind to be honest I don't even know if I could deliver like I think I would be too <laughs> I think I'd be like wow I'm talking <laughs> to Paul McCartney here yeah <laughs> yeah um I'm not good with co-writing you know, mm. it's, I can only really do that well with, well, you know what? No, that's, I've got to stop saying that. It's not true. Like I have gotten into it now and I have successfully mm. co-written with people. Um, it's really fun when you're friends and it's organic and it just works really well. It's weird when you're in a room with someone you've never met and yeah. you need to produce a song within five hours. It's like a really weird clinical thing. Yeah. I suppose the reason why I still say I don't like co-writing is because I really enjoy that mystique art of songwriting, like that yeah. weird thing in the evening when an idea just hits you and you don't really know where it came from. Mm. Whereas like, there's so much to say for the craft of it, but it is less magical that, okay, we are writing, it's, it's Tuesday at 11 a.m. and we're sitting down to write a song. 
Yeah. Um, uh, that's not to say that that magic can't happen there, but it's just not quite the same. It's not quite as... Yeah, I know what you mean. It's not quite as organic and not quite as in the moment, is it? That, yeah. that when an idea just comes to you and you write it down or you sing it and you're like, wow, that's it. And I, I, I've always found the similar things. I've, I've always co-written best with people that, that I know already, like that I've met and I've kind of got a bit of an idea about like how they are and what music they like and like their personality. Um, when it's, when it, 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 when it has been like, right, meet up a, with a new person in a room. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that I shine the best uh, in, in that kind of um, yeah. environment. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing co-writing and, and it, but it is a bit hit and miss sometimes, you never know. Yeah. And I do, you know, I do enjoy the challenge. Mm. I really like top lining when someone like sends you a finished track oh, yeah. and, and you write the melody on top of it. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like doing the opposite as well. I like, okay. Because I, I work with some singers that, that don't play instruments sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I like kind of, they give me a melody and I try and shape the music around it. Oh, yeah, um, cool. Because it's completely different to how I write. Like, mm. well, I always seem to kind of write both things at the same time or like yeah. I never really realise what comes first. And music comes first before lyrics, usually for me. But yeah, when when I'm kind of shaping the music for them, it's kind of like, I'm not worrying about the melody. So I'm like, they saw it kind of already done or I might need to tweak it a little bit to fit it with the, with the music. But yeah, that's been an interesting thing I've, I've been doing in, in lockdown a bit. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's opened up a, a new kind of way of writing for me as well. Just, just the music, which is quite interesting. Yeah. All good challenges. It is. And, um, and I feel like, I feel like this, this year has kind of been a time to embrace new challenges and yeah. um, things like that. So before we talk about the cover, tell us um, tell us what a little bit what's in store for you in the next six months. I suppose we're, we are halfway through the year now, I suppose, aren't we? So, yeah. How weird is that? <laughs> it's strange. How yeah. did that happen? Um, yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, so it's really exciting that I've just announced this album. So You and Me, you and me We Are The Same comes out mm. on September 3rd and it's available to pre-order from my Bandcamp page and like actual record shops for the first time. So that's exciting. Amazing. Um, and I'm going to release a couple more tracks between now and then. And then the show at, at Moth Club in London on October 12th. And maybe a few other shows. And that's, um, yeah, that's the next six months. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? Sounds, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, um, very well. I haven't, I've, I've done an album but it was like released last year. So I'm, I'm now getting back into like releasing singles again, like which I haven't done for a long time. So I'm just doing like one single and then another single and then another single. And then hopefully it will probably evolve into some kind of EP or an album at some point. Yeah, so exciting. I'm looking forward to just doing, you know, two or three songs before the end of the year and, mm. and then maybe a bigger project next year. But yeah, um, we, we, we will see. Um, and hopefully some gigs yeah there definitely will be some gigs but I, I haven't announced many yet either so um, just waiting to see waiting to see what happens what but, happens yeah yeah um, but but yeah I'm, I'm really glad um, you chose this cover because uh, as we've just talked about actually which the questions kind of have, have kind of come in together nicely um, you're obviously a big Beatles fan I'm a very big Beatles fan and <laughs> um, 
the the cover that you've chosen is very interesting because I used to listen to it a lot. Like like you say, you used to watch Yellow Submarine. I used to listen to Beatles albums like over and over and over and over again. And I think they just kind of, you know, subconsciously just drifted into my psyche. Um, is there is there one of them that you know best? Probably or like, like what's your Abbey Road? Abbey Road is probably the one I know best. Um, See, that's Paul McCartney's like shining moment, that whole B-side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and a lot of it, apparently John Lennon said he didn't like. Like there was there was elements of it. He was like, oh, I didn't really like that or yeah, whatever. But that was his grumpy phase. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about yourself? What, what, what album would it be for you? I mean, it's hard well, to choose one, isn't it? But... Yeah, it's a weird one. And it's not even an album, but where mm. I started after Yellow Submarine was Beatles Live at the BBC. So oh, all those wow, live yeah. recordings of just actual, like that rock and roll. Yeah. And that is, because yeah. it starts off with that, um, hey, I'm Ringo and I play the drums. And it's yeah. just, it's the, the one thing that I know off by heart where you know like every beat and every breath. And I just never, ever tire of that. Um, but yeah, I think Revolver is probably my, if I had to name one, that's usually what I go for. Just because of that, yeah. you know, it's that phase of like those amazing Lennon McCartney harmonies and yeah. where it just sort of gets a bit psychedelic and yeah. I love that album too. I think that would be my number two yeah. um, that, that I would go to as well. Um, and and this cover you've you've done um, is interesting because, yeah, I, I believe it was one of the songs which that they found a few years later when they did the John, uh, sorry, when they did the Beatles anthology. Yeah. And um Paul and George and, and I think Ringo is involved as well and Jeff Lynn was was producing it, put together it was about three tracks, wasn't it, that John Lennon had kind of done vocals for. And Real Love was one of them and that was always my favourite. And there's this really old mm. recording of him yeah. playing it like on a really old kind of tape player and piano. And I really like that recording. Me too. Um, and the piano almost sounds a little bit out of tune as it's well. It's a bit out of tune, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which I f it just makes it more magical for me because yeah. it almost takes me back. I can kind of go to where, almost where he's playing that piano. It always always feel like I, I can kind of like picture it in my in, mm -hmm. my, in my head. And um, and it's interesting because yeah, I loved that. I loved that kind of version they did with 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 when it, all the guys got together and did it. But I also love that that really stripped back John Lennon version, which I think they did release um, on, on the anthology as well. Um, and then, of course, Mr. Tom O'Dell did it. Um, oh, I, I don't know about this. Yeah, for um, the John Lewis advert, I think. Oh, um, I do know about, well, only I was very annoyed at the time. I was like, <laughs> that's my song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I had Where's a my John feeling. Lewis ad? I had a similar feeling because I was like, "Oh, I know. That, hang on, this is like a Beatles song, like from ages yeah. ago." And and um, yeah, we'll and get I, it next I, year. One year, it will be yeah. ours. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do a John Lewis advert song. Um, I I did spend a far a while like trying to make trying to write a John Lewis kind of anthem. <laughs> then then I kind of realised that what they do is normally they just choose an old song and then someone covers it and you know yeah and it gets kind of like big so um but yeah anyway that's a tangent that we're, we're talking about john lewis now but um <laughs> but real love yeah so it's an amazing song and the, the video that we're going to play at the end uh, we're going to play out to it 
was it recorded at a live gig? Was it was that was that kind of? I think is it like? Am I sitting on a red sofa? Yeah, so it's called something like the so comfy sofa yeah. sessions or something. Yeah, yeah. so this is uh, you should definitely play there if you haven't yet. Mm. It's um it's a bookshop they put on gigs. It's in Coventry. It's called the Big Comfy Bookshop. Mm. They put on wonderful gigs. I love those guys and they do a great job. It's like a, it's always a real attentive audience. Um, yeah. And that so that's not the gig. That was like a little session that they filmed before. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. That's old now. That's a good few years ago. But yeah, that's the that's the cover I chose to play there. And it's just such a good example of kind of what I was saying earlier. It's a really simple way of expressing something really big. Yeah. And I think it just says so much about John Lennon's songwriting gift that that was one that he kind of put aside, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because for anyone else, that song would be like the holy grail moment of your career. Like, look what I've written. <laughs> it would, yeah. <laughs> Um, that yeah, just like little girls and boys playing, playing with their little toys. Yeah, Seems like all they really were doing was waiting for love. You know, it's just, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautifully simple, and like you're, you're completely right. John Lennon was the master at that. Like, yeah, beautiful simplicity, and um, and 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 I like the way you've covered it. And you, I think you've because I, I play it on piano, and you play you play it on guitar, so it's, there's a differences in some of the chords, I think, but they really work really well. And, um, and <laughs> Thanks. It's... This is me copping out of learning how to do anything <laughs> properly. Like, it's, it's just like, oh, that, that will do, yeah. So. Well, it's got some really odd <laughs> chords away with in it. that. It's got some really odd chords in that song yeah. um, that come out of nowhere, and they catch me out every time I play it. Like, I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's that that strange chord but i can't remember what it is a lot of beatles songs are like deceivingly mm. simple like that like there's always the yeah. one seventh or there's always something in there that makes it not yeah. as simple as it sounds absolutely everyone <laughs> thinks that, that the song's going to be simple then then when they try and play it they're like oh okay yeah. they're, they're they're going to a chord which you wouldn't normally find in this key or you know <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah um and that's what i love about them yeah and, you know they they threw things in. They weren't afraid to throw things in, and they just did, and you know, and they went for it, and um, and they're amazing. So, um, but yeah, this song we're going to play out uh, on this song because I think it's brilliant. Again, we'll sit back and um, and we'll just uh, we'll just listen to it, and everyone that's listening on audio um, can hear it. And this will be going out on Friday uh, as an audio podcast. Thank you to everyone for watching. Um, Thank you for watching on Facebook. Thank you for sticking with us when the weather's so hot and sunny. Um, very much appreciate it. And we've got two more weeks left of 1.1 Song before I take a proper summer break uh, for a couple of months. And then we'll be back in uh, the autumn time, probably September, October, for a whole new series of another load of fantastic singer-songwriters. Um, and please keep subscribing to the channel and dropping your comments in and, and following us. Please follow Roxanne. Um, what's your website? Is it roxannedebastian.com? Yeah, it's just roxannedebastian.com and I'm yeah. Roxanne Music on Twitter and Instagram. So, Excellent. Yeah, keep um, in touch. And above all, thank you very much for coming and joining us tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, You're so um, welcome. Thank you for having me. Happy <laughs> to chat amazing. about Beatles anytime. <laughs> always amazing to meet an another Beatles fan um, <laughs> like me. So, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, we've got a couple of comments here. Um, Claire loves this one. Tony, thanks both. Great stuff. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for thanks, tuning Tony. in. And um, Les 
So good to have watched this. Thank you both for an interesting and entertaining stream. Oh. Well, thank you, Les. Thanks, Les. And um, yeah, please come back again. Come back and uh, and watch us next week as well. So thank you, Roxanne. And we're going to play out with um, your version of Real Love by John Lennon. Hi, my name is Roxanne Bastian. This is the big comfy sofa sessions you're watching and my comfy cover is a John Lennon track called Real Love. Um, I love the song, I've played it for a while. I'm a bit upset that it's been used in a very well-known advert right now, something to do with penguins, but I suppose the more people hear the track the better, so I hope you enjoy it. All my little plans and schemes Lost like some forgotten dream Seems like all I really was doing Was waiting for you Just like all the girls and boys Playing with their little toys Seems like all they really were doing Was waiting for love No need to be alone No need to be alone It's real love Oh, it's real It's real